0: To the Roma Press podcast with John Solano. I figure we could set the mood early on in the podcast. Because I think this song perfectly embodies how every Roma supporter in the world is probably feeling right now. We're gonna let it run just a little more. Oh, up two to zero. Two goals conceded. One against the nine-man Cal That's no problem for this team. It is indeed the sound of silence. All right, I will stop it there before any of us get any further damaged or traumatized in relation to what happened between Roma and Cagliari. There are a million places we could begin there are several topics we can start with, we can end with, and we could probably debate on upwards of multiple hours on multiple players. Of course, the manager. Uh, we could debate Palota. We could debate Munchie. We could debate the transfer market. We could debate... Um, what else could we debate? The, the athletic trainers, I'm sure we could debate them. Several injuries... Uh, this season, nothing has changed since uh, Ed Lippy and Darcy Norman left the club. Where does everybody want to start? Because I'm, I'm up for whatever. Because this is, um, this has turned into less of a football season. This has turned into less of a a, a actual functioning club, and now it is turned into a full fledged. A comedy show, comedy routine. On the pitch, off the pitch, this club is a joke. And I feel like the match against Cagliari was was the, the, the final act in our stand-up comedy routine. That is the 2018-2019 Roma season. Um, welcome back, everybody. So that quite the introduction um welcome back thank you so much for tuning in to the Roma Press podcast sponsored by Euro Fantasy League where the best of online fantasy football players come to play whether it's Serie A La Liga the Premier League they have you covered Ligun they have everything their new Champions League match at fantasy-champions-league.com you could check out their City game at FantasyCityEye.com or you can just go to Euro Fantasy League to see a variety of articles from writers such as myself, David Amoyal, our good friend, Chloe Beresford, a number of great writers on there who provide some awesome content. So if you could please support them, they're huge supporters of the podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. And of course, um, our wonderful patrons at Patreon, If you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press and sign up. You can get exclusive episodes of the podcast. You can get the podcast before everybody else does and listen to it. Um, And you are also massively helping us um, continue our efforts here at Roma Press. And to all of those of you who are patrons, it's greatly appreciated. And we thank you so much for that. All right. So on, on to business now. Um, Frankly, I I don't even know where to begin just because there's a lot to digest after, after what, what took place yesterday. Um, I'm going to bring Andy on in a minute, but I I feel like I have a bunch of word vomit that I have to get up. Otherwise um, it's just going to sit and linger a couple of things before again, Andy comes on and we go back and forth as to what happened yesterday. Um, as of right now, it is um, uh, just before 6 o'clock uh, in the evening Italian time, and Roma are in retiro for the second time this season, which is hilarious. For those of you... It. it you know for those of you not really familiar with this practice, you know it doesn't really translate well into English literally it's it's like a retreat but obviously it's it's less of a retreat and more like a a, a training camp um, sort of like preseason training where you stay at Trigoria um, until the next match the players they stay there overnight they're away from their families and Again, generally this is used as a means of punishment when a team cannot uh, find results. And lo and behold, for the second time this season, the second time in three months, Roma are in retiro. Um, I can't recall a single season where Roma have gone into retiro twice within the first three and a half months. I, I, I... the last one I remember, and I, I, I could be mistaken because I don't think during the time of Rudy Garcia that there was a single ritiro during the season. Now, I could be mistaken on that, but off the top of my head, I don't think there was one. Um, obviously, before he arrived with, with Zeman, there was a ritiro. And I believe it was right around this time in the 2012-2013 season, if I'm not mistaken. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, that just goes to show you, um, it, it's a mess right now. It's an absolute disaster. On the pitch, off the pitch, just a total, total, total mess. I don't know what the club are doing. Um before I get deep into that, um, something got brought to my attention yesterday, and if I don't bring it up, I I feel like I'm doing I'm doing everybody a disservice. Um, so everybody who, who follows the website knows that Roma President James Palotta, you know I I wouldn't say I have a quote unquote relationship with him, a strong relationship, a great relationship. It's just. You know he'll he'll talk to several media members. He talks to me. He talks to our good friend Filippo Biafora, Um, Anybody who follows uh, our good friend Sandro Ostini on Twitter, um, he'll often talk to him. He talks to other websites. I know some of the other ones, um, info They talk to him. Um, he talks to a lot of websites. He talks to a lot of people. He likes. I wouldn't say he likes interacting with journalists but he's pretty forthcoming when you ask him some questions. So to say that you know, I don't know this guy at all would be a lie. I mean, I know him. We again, we talk. The relationship that that I have with him is the same as he has with any other website newspaper. It's media and club president. It's not have me over his house for brunch or anything like that. So a couple of people brought up yesterday that I don't criticize Palata enough, and that's maybe because I interview him or he gives me quotes for the website, which sort of puzzled me because anybody who has been following the website, I mean, I believe this is going to make me feel old as hell. Um, okay, yeah, so I am I have it open right now. So the website started in uh, in July 2011 and since that time i've interviewed number a, a number of individuals a number of people agents players and palotto really only started interacting with me within the last couple of years it you know again i this isn't a guy that i'm talking to on a daily basis he's not giving me quotes or information on a daily basis you know it's not like he's giving me inside information so it, it, it did puzzle me a little bit when people, I think it was two or three individuals, they said, well, how come you don't criticize him? Is it because he talks to you and he gives you interviews for the website? And I wouldn't, you know, frankly, I wouldn't even call them interviews. He gives me one or two lines. No, that's not the case. Let me just say that straight, straight off the bat. I, I, I was a little uh, taken back by that. So I'm hoping that nobody else thinks that way. I'm, I... Uh, for instance, we had um, a, a gentleman I, I interview a lot. is the agent of uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini. He's also the agent of uh, Gregoire De Ferelle, And I've criticized him on this podcast plenty. I, I, I guess I just don't go out of my way to criticize certain people. And listen, you know, we're on this podcast. Obviously, the majority of the content that we're discussing is on the pitch. So obviously, players... Managers are probably going to be discussed quite a bit more than uh, Palotta, Baldissoni. These are the people that aren't getting as much time on here as maybe they should. And that's completely my fault. So I just wanted to say I'm not carrying the water for anyone at Roma. Again, just because someone is willing to to give me some sentences for their website doesn't mean that i'm not going to criticize them should it be warranted i just wanted to get that out there because it bothered me i i I hope there are not many of you who think this way but again i i had to get some uh some verbal uh vomit out so to speak otherwise this would have just been bothering me and bothering me until uh, until i actually said it so um, wanted to get that off my chest i i'm not going to delay any further Let's bring Andy on now, and we will discuss the match, Palotta Di Francesco, the moment, all of this. Um, so let's bring him on now. All right, Andy, how are you? Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, uh, Roma, 2, Cagliari, 2. This is... To me, this is one of those matches that you know. On the podcast, we you know we we do sometimes talk individuals, but what a what a uh, fruitless exercise that would be today to discuss individuals. Um, very clear, this is a collective problem. But I just addressed it, and someone mentioned you as well in that breath. That on this podcast, we don't criticize James Palota enough, uh, and perhaps because he will do interviews with us and we get them to the website so i already said my piece i know you that's certainly not the case with you either no
1: no uh no i think i think we, we we've criticized them plenty um be, but so far uh right now he is to blame for the situation that Roma are in today. Meaning, um, I didn't like, for example, that today he came out with those. Uh, I don't know which newspaper published it, but he said that uh, you have to ask Monchi about Difra staying or leaving. Um, Meaning, you know, Monchi is the one who's who's in control. I don't want to have anything to do with this situation. It also shows that there is a clear lack of uh, of dialogue between uh, between the the president, the owner, uh, the, the 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 sporting director, and the coach. So he he is to blame for the fact that it's there's so much confusion in the Roma ranks, who listens to who is Baldini, uh, the the boss, is is, is Palotta really in charge, um, who pulls the trigger, who decides when to fire uh, ADF, when to sack him. Uh, Yeah, I mean, considering the fact that the moment moment yesterday's match ended, uh, Di Francesco should have been sacked, and it did not happen and today with the fact that the team went to a retiro that is palotta's uh that that that, that I blame that on Palota. I blame the lack of concrete action that can actually help roma uh, on Palota. um because all these Smaller alternatives that we've tried over over the recent months um, haven't helped in the long run, and you can clearly see there there is a lack of determination on the part of the upper management.
0: Um, I said before you came on, I cannot remember, and maybe I'm I'm wrong. Uh, I don't believe there was a single retiro under Garcia. I do remember one under Zeman, but I can't remember a team going into retiro twice in the first three months of the season yeah the and second time
1: this is this is the this is a second time and what kind of retiro is this if tomorrow there is a a, a a pre-game conference and and then they're flying out to to the czech republic
0: <laughs> it's for 24 hours essentially
1: exactly yesterday the players went home they all went home so th- this retiro is is basically just for today uh, so I, 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 there is something fundamentally wrong inside Roma, inside the locker room, but inside the the management office, there is something that, there is something that you know they're not communicating well enough. Maybe the management hasn't found any valid alternatives. You know, uh, I think the latest have been on um, by a Mercato dot com journalist who reported that Baldini is, wants Souza. Meanwhile, Lucci, who's Montella's agent, is pushing Montella to, to go to Rome. You know, it's, they're oh. clearly clearly upper management haven't found a, a replacement. It's not like uh, what we've seen at Genoa, who uh, f- sacked Juric, and the moment they've sacked him, they've announced that Prandelli is the next coach. So, yeah, it seems like they, they're hesitant because they have nothing in the bag.
0: And what makes it even more depressing, uh, Antonio Conte, again, in the stands for the match. He was present. Oh, Um, okay. Oh, my God. And, you know, do I want Montella? Do I want uh, Paulo Sousa? I I mean, that's like asking, do you prefer to die by hanging or drowning? (laughs) Um, Neither of these guys is a, a valid viable alternative in my opinion i'm sure plenty of people disagree um uh, you know we i don't even want to talk about the match um i mean they conceded a goal to a nine-man cavity uh, that <laughs> we we could talk about the match all day um i i i just have to say that i i distinct remember because i i was involved with it the club after the 2015-2016 season mm-hmm. they, they 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 released this like year-end review on the website and they interviewed Palota a couple editors with websites they interviewed fans and they asked Palota about the sacking of rudy garcia and he said my only regret during that was that i did it too late And, you know, if you're a new fan, um, you know, Roma were really struggling in the start of the 2015 season. You could have argued Rudy Garcia should have left in September, October. Uh, Roma, keep him on up until January. And then the rest is history. They bring in Luciano Spalletti. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, but this seems like him repeating his same mistake. I hate to say that, but he's clearly making the same mistake. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's but this is Roma. This is Roma. This is a club that on the pitch and outside of the pitch makes the same mistakes. And yeah, right right now really it's it, it's like it's like letting go of a player, you know, it's better to do it sooner rather than later and this is what's happening with with the uh, Francesco. And clearly yesterday was to me it, it should have been it should have ended right, right at the end of the game. The, the the club should have said, "Okay, this guy is sacked. He's out of here." But I, again, it's it just seems. Remember, they to 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 sack De Garcia. They they had to go through a long period of time to to you know to get Spalletti back. You know to to get him out of Russia uh you know get get it all sorted out so that he could come back it took him a long time to actually uh to to over these negotiations and so you know it's probably not that easy right now uh in the pos- when you're in the position of someone in the management but at the same time this is this is stupid it's it's evil to the fans it's you're you're just uh I mean the tickets for the Cagliari game cost fifty euros, so whoever yeah. went there um spent a lot of money to see that shit and um it's there, this is not going forward, this is going backwards i i I really don't understand this 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 thing that okay, let's stick together and see if we can get out of this because we clearly cannot if you're going for the second time in a retiro, which is supposed to be for just the extreme emergency situations such as Lazio, for example, not finding a win in the recent, what, five games. Well, Roma, yeah, they haven't won in a, in exactly a month. They haven't won a game since 11th November, I think. Uh, and so this is another extreme emergency situation, but you, sh- as a club, you shouldn't have, Two of these situations within like a month of each other, so it's um, this is clearly not going to work in the long run. I don't. Uh, I, I wish I could say something else, but it's it's just it's baffling to me what's happening.
0: I mean, has a has a I I, I can't think of a club that has ever gotten out of um out of a a, a a crisis without having sacked the manager. I I mean, I don't know what they expect here. And I have to tell you, I, I, I know this probably angered you, but let me tell you something that really burned my ass yesterday. <laughs> oh, so D, uh, did, did you listen to D. Fenechesco in the post-match? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my uh, God. God, yeah. This guy. The, nah. I, 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 the, uh, you know, sometimes I, I wonder if, like, his brain is connected to his mouth or if he just talks these things from his ass because <laughs> – when he said yesterday, uh, you know, I'm 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 angered, I'm bitter. We have problems at the character level. Um, uh, you know, I, I saw a few different people tweet out various tw- um, various quotes of what he said in these losses against, uh, you know, Bologna, yeah, Spal, Venezia. Yeah, yeah,
1: same thing.
0: He says the same shit again and again and again and. Nothing changes. I mean, yeah. d- I, I don't know if he expects magic to happen by saying this, but he takes the the thing that bothers me most is the lack of responsibility. Um, you know, just say, listen, I I put forth a poor approach. Um, yesterday, for example, I shut the game off at the seventieth minute, and I, and instead he insisted that he made the right choices. I, He's it's so frustrating. I I mean, listen, Roma should have had another two or three goals, um, especially Zaniolo. Uh, Cragno was sensational. But when, you know, Roma started playing like they were Benevento, and with 20 minutes left in the match, they turned it off. They said it's done. And they they sit back. But, but they, but you know, it's
1: something that sometimes certain teams do, you know, they just uh, go out of it. But as a manager, you cannot let the players get that sort of thinking. And I, I, I still like someone, please explain to me Juan Jesus for Zagnolo. Like, so, just tell me what was the, he thinking there? He's saying. I wanted more possession. I wanted uh, my team to control the game. But you take out the, the the easily, easily the best player on the pitch, and you put a, a fifth defender on the pitch. the The, the fir- first change is again something out of pr- probably some FIFA textbook for eight year olds. Uh, taking off a, 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 a winger and putting in a young. Uh, left back, and and putting him out of position, uh, and then and then taking out taking out uh, uh, Schick. So you're taking out a forward. You're putting in Pastore, and you're making him play as a false nine, like. Where where is the the the, the identity that you wh- like? What was he trying to prove? Because this was not a matter of wanting to control the game. It was something he wanted to prove. It's the these changes were so bad, so in, so incoherent. So it, it they complete that that Juan Jesus change. It, it basically killed the game off. The Roma didn't know what to do because on one hand he was telling them to move forward. On the other end, they did not have anybody to move forward with. I mean, Manolas was the guy who was basically playing in the midfield. If you look at that last goal that, you know, you can argue if it was the mistake of a coach or the players. Well, the players, the defensive line is basically lined up like a Zeman side. They're, yeah. they're lined <laughs> really up. High. They're just super high. There's, and there's like six of them. There's six of them and there's two Cagliari players. And... It's if that is not on the coach, the fact that w- when you're supposed to kill the game off, you, you you start toying around and with the formation changing in for from a, a, a four-two-three-one to to a, a, a four-five-one, whatever it was. I mean, it was, and then he was laughing, you know, when oh, they. spoke. that.
0: That oh, I gotta tell you that that fucking smirk on his face. uh, Oh, didn't you just want to choke him? Oh my god! But but, you know,
1: but the, the worst thing I must say, the worst thing, it I that I was not surprised. I was, I was, you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It, they have to, I think they will have to do at some point in time in history, they're going to have to make a movie about uh, being a Roma fan. You know, one of those movies about those fan bases that were really close to winning something and then they didn't win, but they still cheered them on, um, yeah. Yeah. Something historical because we've suffered for so long and we've seen these things happen over and I mean the same situation happened with Spalletti two years, what was it over two years ago, and it ended. Cagliari Roma 2-2. Um, same situation leading two to nothing. They they get their goals back within no time. And here it was the same: two goals within 10 minutes um against the nine man side i was not even surprised i was like yeah that 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 makes sense that's roma that's that's very roma like um any other fan base would have had a heart attack we were just like okay this is we cannot go go along with this but we've seen this before and it's just shocking that you know we've come to basically accept it
0: yeah um i, I don't even I'm trying to muster up the strength to do this. I, I you know... I do, you realize, know do, you realize, do you
1: realize that Udinese have won one game in the la- their last ten, 10 games? Against who? Against Roma. I, you can make, not make this stuff
0: up. It's, Bologna have won victory yeah. against Roma. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> I, I listen, 3 points out of 18 against uh Atalanta, Chievo, Spal, Udinese, Cagliari, um uh, who am I missing? Uh, uh whatever. So 3 yeah. whatever out of a possible 18 points Roma have achieved 3 against these small <laughs> provincial sides that are frankly shit. And the thing that I f- thought was most hilarious is Roma scored and in that first half, I mean they looked in control. That first half was great.
1: Yeah, they looked great.
0: Cristante, and
1: Zagnolo were fantastic in yes. first half. Olsen yes. Olsen had a great save um which which really kind of was like the spark at the end of the first half which which really it, it just looked like Roma were going were confident going into the locker room and and then again, it, it just Something happens,
0: happens at half. I don't know what it is. What happens at halftime? I, I mean, does he, uh, does Di Francesco, uh, I, I'm out of words. What happens? To yeah, <laughs> it's this. I, he I mean, talk to them? I don't know.
1: Does he sit in, on his own? Does he go to the bathroom? It's Jesus. I. I it, it's these two faces of Roma, uh, no matter what the opposition is. I mean, basically, yesterday, Cagliari was such an atrocious team to watch. Oh, they didn't even have so bad. On. So
0: bad. I mean, we
1: got scored on by Sal, a guy Marco who...
0: Sal, who is like 49 years old.
1: <laughs> and He's it's... been
0: a since uh, 1925. <laughs> uh, he goes from City A, City B, City A. He never scores more than five goals in a season, although he was tipped at Roma for every single transfer market starting in like 2011 he never turned into anything but somehow um nine men and he sneaks through yeah and I, and and it's and it, again
1: we're, it, okay we're not talking about individuals but i have to bring this up i oh, you know, i was
0: just I, gonna say let, i'm i'm taking the moratorium <laughs> off of that let's do a new segment you, you can tee off on any two players so you pick two and i'll pick two they're probably I, I, stay, though.
1: okay um yeah, I'm gonna say two. Uh, I'm gonna say Fazio a- and yep. Florenzi. Fazio, well, Fazio, because he, Fazio <laughs> because be, be, yeah, <laughs> because his terrible season is is just it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's you you never think that he can go lower and he then he goes lower and he does one thing right and then he does five things wrong. Um, he had Manolas is always, always, always the one who needs to save his ass. He's always the one who is doing all the sliding challenges in the world just to save Fazio from doing another mistake. Fazio is has in this game was was simply atrocious to watch. He he didn't move. He didn't react. He was slow. Um never picked his man up uh manolas was actually the one who was man marking both attackers in the front and you you just have to you know you just have to say okay enough you we have to we have to splash some serious cash because this position needs some serious reparation then second florenzi because i don't i don't see i i see many people pointing fingers uh, Sheik, Zonzi, most of the new players, that's where most fingers are pointed at. I also say that one of the worst yesterday was Florenzi because as a captain, to be launching all those long balls when it's, say, the 86th minute and, and you're supposed to keep possession and instead he just keeps launching these long balls forward and Cagliari keep getting them... Um, that's not what a captain do, does. Uh, a captain should be aware he should read the game and um and he just is not capable of doing that. And remember the, the 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 second goal caval scored over two years ago and the, oh, the-, the
0: gift he is a, he's a gift as well exactly he 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 just makes
1: these stupid plays like he's he's new at this and instead, he's not new at this. he's the captain. he's what twenty six uh 27 years of age he's supposed to show leadership and maturity yesterday was none when we were supposed to control the tempo control the game you know don't get Cagliari get back in it he would just launch them forward and you know not having Jekyll up front doesn't make you know launching long balls forward doesn't make it any easier so just stupid plays that then, you know, and then the mistake on the on the first goal. I mean, w- you know, what was he doing? Again, it's like, are you are you afraid of physical contact? Are you afraid of going against the player? Um, because, again, he, he, all the time, every time there is a goal that comes from a, a Florenzi mistakes, it comes from a mistake because he's afraid to engage in physical contact. Yesterday, it was, it, it was another example of it. Uh, Fazio and Florenzi, those are my two guys.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm sure they'll hear this, and I, I'm doing this all in good fun, guys. So they'll get offended. Um, I'm in this. I'm in like 50 WhatsApp chats, so it's difficult to follow them all. But the one I'm in with about 10 guys, um, all of them said Florenzi was in the top three of their performers from this season, and I bit my tongue um, just because I, I whatever. I, I don't like getting into these fights, but or these debates, so to speak, but. I was floored that people thought Florenzi is having a good season. Um, Listen, it it could be the year 2065, and I still don't know if he would put in a proper cross. Um, He had a couple good ones yesterday, but watching him deliver the ball into the area as if he has a spasm in his foot each time he makes contact with the ball is just something I cannot (laughs) fathom the stomach anymore. And I'm sure you saw it. There's a, a a short clip of him going for a header. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, he just, gets completely, yeah. I, I, it's difficult to describe. So if, if if you have Twitter, just go and find it. it it'll be easy to find. Um, Florenzi, like, jumps in the air, and I, I don't even know how to describe it. He just, like, he gets completely manhandled like a young child. And I, I, it just... It's it's baffling to me that you know we we the the excuse people still love to give this guy is well it's not his natural position which of course of course it's not we all know that um, I've been the biggest proponent of saying that 2012 2013 season when he was under Zeman was his best season he he should never have been moved um, from the but midfield but that's five seasons that's five yeah, years so ago. yeah so. They Rudy Garcia makes him a right back. It's 2014 when the steroids start to wear off of Mike on and he's just done as a player. Hope hopefully he he doesn't listen either, because I'm sure he'd like to bring he'd like to quash those rumors. But um, he's been playing there for almost five years now, and he still doesn't understand the nuances of the position and. Every time you know, I bring that up, it's, oh, well, it's not his position. Okay, fine. It's not his position. I agree with you. But he's been playing there for, since 2014. He's got, uh, I would venture to guess, probably 100 appearances at that position. How does he still not understand how to track back? How does he not understand how to deliver a proper cross? How does he not understand how to properly overlap with a winger? I don't understand. And watching him just run around like that is just – it's sickening and Fazio. I I mean, we've both, I, there's not much more I can add beyond what you said. Um, I I don't even know what more I can really say. He's been horrible. The poor guy yesterday, you know, yesterday I even had some empathy for him. Did you see that there was a stretch of about five minutes where he could not complete a pass. Hmm. And it was just, it was almost like you were watching a guy. It was like Space Jam, the movie where just Michael Jordan's talent is <laughs> gone. You're dead as a player. I, I mean, he can't complete a pass. He gets beat in the air somehow, which I cannot fathom for the life of me because he's whatever uh, 198 centimeters tall. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, he's his decision making at the his marking is some of the worst I've ever seen. It's horrible. And you would think that the CDR where it's slow, it's tactical, would play right into his strengths. I yeah, his and song. most
1: of these, and most of these, these. I mean, who who are they marking? yesterday? there was like Cherry and, and Sao. is oh. and Farias, no F- Farias, yeah, Farias. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, is that really a Jerry, tough assignment? Yeah. I I I don't I I don't understand. Um, the, the goal on the corner kick, I don't know who's to blame um, just because he's my my proverbial punching bag, so to speak. I saw Florenzi standing there, so I'd I, I just like to blame him, even though it probably wasn't his fault. But still, how do you have two guys just standing there w- ball-watching? I don't understand, and it really sucks because... Robin Olsen had the game of his freaking life yesterday. He was sensational. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he was incredible. He saved that goal in the first half. In the second half, they whistled. um, Obviously, they called the foul. But that one where he got kicked in the face, got up, and did a double save was incredible. Yeah, And he is getting completely let down. Um, And Colorado wasn't bad yesterday. His defending, though, is so bad. That he, he, he looks like he needs assistance moving. <laughs> and, you know, this is not something I, – I hate to say it, and, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it anyway. The January transfer market is not going to fix any of these problems. It's not. They're not yeah. going to bring in three, three new defenders. They can buy a whole new back line. No. And even if they do bring in a whole new back line, you trust this manager to figure out the problems –
1: I don't think so. And also, uh, I just want to warn the listeners because um, you know our good friend uh, Alessandro Ostini and uh, also Filippo Biafora, who work for uh, El Tempo and Pagina Romanista, they they both said multiple times in recent uh, in recent days and recent weeks that most likely the transfer budget for January is close to zero, meaning mm-hmm. if if you don't sell somebody in January. Um, there won't be any big big move um that's what that's what they're saying is that if roma are going to do something they're going to do something for very little money uh you know or they will have to unload somebody um and and going back to yesterday's performance someone brought it up the, the probably the, the the entire picture of this roma team was encapsulated and when remember when Olsen was down because he was fouled really hard yes, and, and he was down on the ground and he was basically surrounded by by uh, by Cagliari players who were telling him to get up get up it, it was like five Cagliari players that's when the the cards were shown um there were no Roma players no, yes. around him to help him up there were no warm-up players, even in the even in the in the picture, even in the frame of the of the game. They were all outside, just standing around. I mean, it, this is unacceptable. When you're seeing there is something fundamentally wrong with this team. It was so sad to just watch this big guy who's really, I mean, one of the few guys who's been really putting in serious work. Uh, you clearly can see it outside and inside the pitch and yet there's just no camaraderie you know it's just like everybody for on their own and then it's so frustrating i this is i mean i can understand fans being frustrated over this because at least if this team sucks on the field then at least you you just want them to to be some kind of unit you know to be in this together and instead it's pretty clear that there are not many good relationships inside this locker room. It's, um, it's just a bad, bad situation.
0: There's bad character. And I part of me got angry, but then part of me thought, hey, maybe there is something to this. Did you see where Di Francesco said, when we don't have Dead Aussie out on the pitch, we lack a certain level of character? And part of me thought, what, what the hell does that even mean? Like You have Fazio, you have Kolarov, you have all these guys that are well-seasoned they've played in top matches they've they're they're champions um like what what does that even mean but and then you know another part of me was like maybe he's right and the the alarming thing in that is Roma are so dependent on this 35 year old midfielder who hasn't let's be frank here hasn't been world class for four or five six seasons and he's the he's the glue he's the he he's the missing piece. Yeah, because I I think
1: yeah I think it's more about his voice rather than his play playmaking abilities his footballing. I think it's more sure, about sure. Uh, having course, that extra system. But yeah, again, it's it's pretty yeah it's it's pretty alarming to think uh, that.
0: Yeah, I mean what, what I mean what the hell does that say about this team? I, I mean, are, uh, does he mean to tell me off has? No character leadership ability? Does Inzoni not? Does Manolas not? Does Fazio not? Florenzi? I mean, nobody? There's really nobody who can fill that void even to a certain extent? I mean, it looks like that. I mean, if
1: you look at the, the Napoli game when De Rossi had to come off, Roma basically quit uh, after he, he came off. It's, there was just panic and there was nothing nobody could do. And, and it, it still was one of those games where we had – Plenty of veterans, not many injuries. So. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, we had Jekko, we had Kolarov. You know, it, it, yeah, it's alarming to think that for a coach to be able to to, to to motivate his team, he needs actually a 35-year-old assistant on the field who will in, 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 in inspire I don't know what. But, yeah, this team is flat right now, flat and, and just... I just, don't yeah. I, I you go you go from one half when where you're up two nil and and you have Kolarov celebrating a, a, a deviated free kick, Cristante banging in a great goal from outside, which is something we haven't seen from our midfielders in a long time. You go and then and then forty five minutes later you're two two and 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 Sao is celebrating in front of the Cagliari Curva. Uh, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's that makes sense. That's Roma.
0: Yeah, it, it's bad. Um, so let's let's end it there. This has been depressing enough. We'll we'll talk to everyone um, in the in the coming days because I have a feeling that uh, Di Francesco may be on his way out. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Ciao.